Welcome to episode number 14 of Sheev's Throne Room Podcast. Uh, to This week I'm joined by Andres, Diego, Sean, and myself, and then Zach might be joining in later depending on whether he finished walking the dog or not. We'll find out. <laughs> it's going to refuse to wait. <laughs> well, I told him to jump in whenever he said, ah, I just got to walk the dog. He's being nuts. So, fair enough. Um, so, really, the only things that, only things that, pretty huge things have happened is the uh, last three episodes of Bad Batch. And then, literally, today, the Visions trailer dropped. So, we can talk about that as well. But I figured mm-hmm. we could go into Bad Batch, get that all wrapped up, because. I feel like we've been talking about Bad Batch for a couple months now. It's been a yeah, while since it was going on. Yeah. But basically, predictions. From like, yeah. This podcast yeah. started with like the finale of Mando, so it's kind of fitting that this is our first full series that we've talked about. True. Yeah. So, anyway, sorry just trying to interrupt you. Oh, no, you're fine. I was going to say, that, like, we've been talking about it. We've been talking about it pretty consistently. Since that first episode, we started creating all these predictions, most of which um, I should have done research prior to and like listened to the first episode to see if like how many of our predictions were accurate or are, like at least close. Uh, uh, from memory, I think we're pretty pretty damn close. Although there's some yeah. things that we definitely have not seen yet. Uh, yet yeah. there's more to come, which I'm okay about. I'm oh, okay look at that, Zach just joined. Yeah, there we go. We literally just started, Zach. <laughs> yeah, oh. I haven't missed anything yet. <laughs> Apparently, I don't want to stay connected. So. <laughs> um, we'll yeah, see. yeah I, I was. I meant to like listen to the episode sometime today while I was at work, just because I'm pretty sure we had an episode that was called Bad Batch, the Bad Batch or something like that that was talking about the whole all the predictions. And I'm kind of curious what we talked about. And I feel like there was some predictions that we made off air, off air. You know what I mean? Like in text chats and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yep. On our own time. On our own time. We talk about Star Wars outside of the podcast. <laughs> um, that also came true. But we can we can do that. I think I think that might be fun next uh, in like two three weeks when we do the next one. Just to be like, all right, this is what we got right. This is what we got terribly wrong. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. We also have a second season for them to potentially be right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because uh, yeah. when we when we made all our predictions, we're either we were, right we were or assuming... not right just yet. Yeah, <laughs> we're just never wrong. I mean, there was one that I made where it was like that was Bailgrana and the the poncho. No, it was Rex. No, it was... <laughs> <laughs> we all we all thought the Clone Rebellion was coming too. Yeah. Well, officially, the but... Clone Rebellion never happened. So you know. Yeah. <laughs> thanks battlefront there's always season two well who says the clone rebellion has to happen on camino though just because camino's gone fair so, but like... wait what Spoiler. <laughs> um Camino, was, was, no, so what were the three episodes that came out uh, obviously the last two were the finale what was the uh, one before that, that was the last commando one? it was rescuing uh oh, gregor yeah no gregor gregor yeah. Right, so they're, right. actually, they're, all three of those episodes are pretty banger. Um, I guess. I mean, the last one was okay. Last one was okay, but I think uh, the the let's we'll start with the episode with Gregor because I thought that was one of the one the prettiest episodes and one of the just really cool yeah. world building. Uh, that was a different Gregor than the clone that like had amnesia and was working at a diner. No, same one. Right? Same one. It is the same one. Okay, that's what I was hoping. Okay. I really like that character in Clone Wars, and 
It's like yeah, that we just kind of see him just kind of like, uh, I think he just got lost in that explosion. He was, just like, well, that was he that was in joke. Rebels. No, he was in he was in Rebels. Well, yeah, there's that whole joke though. He's like, somehow I survived an explosion, and that's how they explained it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Right. They didn't really explain how he went. They didn't really explain how he went. Kind of insane though. Probably the explosion. I would. I would argue. Because yeah. he was. Because even in Rebels, he was years. Yeah. It was either that or it was the time that he spent in um, prison. Although I didn't get the feeling that that was really all that long. Yeah, I, I got the oh. feeling that he was been training the proto stormtroopers, and then he's like, mm-hmm. "Nah, not about this," and yeeted himself out, and then sent out the distress beacon. Yeah. Um, but then we also got like the fact that clone commandos are the ones that are are. Uh, training the proto stormtroopers and stuff like that i thought that was pretty cool we also got mm-hmm. scorch yeah. from uh republic commando in there yeah so it was like I, a little easter egg right? little easter egg that i'm like yeah like literally i screamed i'm like it's scorch <laughs> shocking zach can attest to that that is one of my favorite star wars games of all time yeah. we played that a lot a lot <laughs> It's shame that was Adrian before we were. Do it. Adrian as well. was, it was before we were allowed well. to buy He's Halo. <laughs> it, yeah, before we were allowed to buy Halo, I'm like, this is Star Wars. It was literally the same thing. You gotta find uh, your loophole. Gen Ocean guts like all over your screen. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not Star Wars. Left and right. What did yeah. you guys feel about that episode? I know my feelings because I thought it, I thought uh, it was fantastic. I liked it. I kind of felt like I don't know if they just saved a little bit of the budget for those last. Actually, those last three specifically. Yeah, those um, last the last three had like, like gorgeous. Were, like the last three in the yeah, first episode. Very gorgeous throughout, like uh, the settings, the shots, uh, everything. I think the budget um, went into the premiere, the Ryloth two episodes, and these last three. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would agree. I was gonna say I felt like I felt like the last two episodes, aside from like the like Camino's weather underwater, the monster, the uh, the uh explosions the fire the sinking cities like all of that great effects but like they also like got away for pretty cheap on the interiors with everything being yeah. empty <laughs> like, uh yeah. i distinctly remember looking at like empty camino and being like oh they're saving money on this shot like there is <laughs> there is there are like a grand total of maybe like six polygons in this shot and they just <laughs> added some fog that's all they did there's nothing here there's nothing here um but it i mean it still conveyed the right conveyed the right you know, emotion, the, like it, like it still worked for me yeah and it kind of actually yeah. just reminded me of the prequel movies with the way that camino looked there was just like i'm just it's like mm. a glowing orb like i don't can't even make yeah. out details yeah, yeah. yeah kind of like that so it works for me like, right, yeah this is camino as i remember I cut a lot of the budget they saved a lot on the budget because of that spice episode yep because <laughs> yeah. that episode was like could not honestly i liked the majority of of the Bad Batch, like the show, I think it might be the like the strongest first season of an animated show. Uh, oh yeah, that yeah. episode. I'm like, why is this here? This doesn't need to be here. Oh yeah. well, whatever. I mean, Star like, Wars, it was, I enjoy it. it the so first random. season of Clone Wars was not good. It was not good. No, and even yeah. the first season of Rebels was pretty. Hit or my mess. Abilities at the moment. That was rough too. I mean, Rebels, Rebels was pro- is probably second best. Yeah, like, and then there's resistance, which I don't talk about that much because no. 
it's for five-year-olds and you're the only resistance is the animation is beautiful like some of the shots they have in that is beautiful just do not like the story Um, mm. i mean it was a disney xd show disney xd literally (laughs) great it's not for me whatever that's fine that doesn't need to be i did i did appreciate like the only thing i really did like about infested that episode was um sid i really i really kind of grew to like sid which i know they were trying to get you to do they were trying to like present sid as this like character that you're not maybe supposed to like but has this like rough exterior but she's like really like nice on the inside in that like i've lived a hard life kind of way yeah but it was nice to kind of i enjoyed that part of the story um but yeah i agree that that whole episode i've been seeing arguments on twitter being like man i think sid's the most sweet character in the world i'm like Mm -hmm. all right did you see what she's she has on her chair Mm-hmm. Yeah, goddamn Wookiee pelt. She has a Wookiee mm-hmm. pelt on her chair. She's still a Trandoshan. Mm-hmm. Like, calm mm-hmm. down. She's not this sweet, cuddly thing that you, <laughs> you no. think she is. Is that what no. she is? Is Trandoshan? Yeah, she's a Trandoshan. Yep. Just rather large. Oh. Yeah, but we don't judge here. Short, fat. I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it, she's a Trandoshan, but she literally has a uh, a Wookiee pelt on her chair, and I'm like, all right. Calm down, everybody. Don't think she's some. She's literally skinning Wookies. Like, exactly. Calm down. It's probably yeah, you a get... picture on Facebook. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get Ooh, little, you get little glimpses. Yeah, you get little glimpses, little pieces that that reinforce the idea that this person is not a nice person. You're yeah. just getting to see a nicer person in contrast. She just to likes the shitty situation. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah, I felt like that episode, like nothing happened in that episode, really. Like, it was the I don't know what it is with Star Wars animation and spice, but every time a spice episode happens, they literally they episode. literally end at the same point they started at. I don't understand <laughs> yeah. why. Yeah, I feel like we did a loop de loop. It came right back to the same spot. I'm like, yeah, what, did what that happened? Do? This literally what happened. That episode literally could have happened anytime during the season after the premiere. Yeah. After they or it just not, or it just could have not happened, and we wouldn't have known. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, <laughs> had zero impact. Like, which make... I mean, there's always going to be filler episodes, and especially well, like animated and, and shows. Honest, but... and with these shows, like the thing is, like in Rebels, we had the whole space whales episode in season one, and that paid off on the finale. Yeah. So there might be something later on that that like maybe what's his face from that episode comes back during like helps the Bad Batch out for a big pivotal moment who knows yeah it's possible it definitely but, seems like they wanted to at least introduce that character be like hey just footnote we might come back to this guy yeah like, and that, that's probably what it is but in the moment i'm like the hell mm-hmm. anyway yeah. back he to doesn't the... ultimately mean anything within it, the show exactly yeah exactly uh it, but anyway back to the like let's go to the finale i guess now because i i think the the the, the last shot of the the th- third the last episode with hunter getting captured again one of the most beautiful shots in the show but it yeah. set it set up the finale which i think the second to last episode it was one of my favorite like just straight up animation show like episodes and the music, the music the music was great so the music in especially in the last one too is so good yeah the whole experience the felt actually, way more yeah. cinematic yeah. yeah, I like when you just start throwing some heavy synthesizer in there. Well, when Ooh. specifically when they're like, it starts with them running through the hall, and it just starts yeah. flashing to the empty rooms of all the Camino things, uh, facilities, mm-hmm. and you're like, man, this is this Damn. looks sad, and it just 
firing like literally it felt like the death of the prequel era at that moment and then even they brought back like the the classic camino music when they when crosshair landed on camino yeah no i i think on me and zach were talking about this a little bit that we thought the the finale should have been the second to last episode and the premiere of season two should have been this episode yeah Yes, I would I agree. Know. I had, <laughs> or I had even, or nice, even, I'm glad that I got, or even the, combine the, the combine the episodes and yeah. just do one like an hour long episode. I liked first, the last episode a lot. Yeah, that's what you was, said. Yeah, as well. Yeah, they did the beautiful. first one long, right? First episode yeah. was longer. First yeah, the first was episode was like, like fifty minutes, eighty minutes, or something. Yeah, yeah. they could have just bookended it like that as well. Because it was like, oh, we're gonna end here and then wait a week and then nothing really happened. Yeah, it was just a lot of character development, which is fine. Like, it's great, but I feel like that should have been the, the premiere of season two. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and don't I, get me wrong, I really enjoyed it. Like I, like I said, I think it's the best anime first season. Of it would I would have been very disappointed if there wasn't a season two, if that's how they ended it. But, <laughs> but the fact, yeah, like, the okay, fact we're that, done. The fact that they confirmed that there's a season two during the premiere of the first episode of the finale. Yeah. That was a weird way of saying that, but whatever. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think all in all, I think the finale was so it for me. It goes the premiere, the Ryloth episodes, the finale, and then the like the Braca and episodes with the sprinkled in with like the third to last. Some of the Sid missions were like, oh, okay, wait, whatever, it's, this is fine, but yeah. I think the second to last episode is like, I think that's the one I said is like my favorite animated Star Wars episode. At the time I said that, I think. Which one you said? The, the second to last, like the first part of the finale. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. But then I remembered that there's the Order 66 episode from season seven. That yeah, might that's be. that's a good episode. <laughs> that's a good episode. Well, the Clone Wars finale is so good, but... I mean the whole last arc, honestly. Yeah, well, yeah the last. I consider that just one episode. It's basically a movie. Yeah. yeah. Like they edited it in such a way that it was a movie. Well, that was season seven. Season seven was essentially four movies, wasn't it? Three. 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 Yeah. Or no, it was the Bad Batch. It was the Bad Batch. Spice and yeah. Rafa twins. Yeah. Freaking spice episodes. Sisters. <laughs> Yeah, talk about starting out or like ending up where you started. Out. Exactly, that's what I'm. I'm like, <laughs> I was convinced. Anytime they introduce spice, I'm like, oh, okay, this is going nowhere. Great. Not even just that. It would like they cycle through it like three times too. I'm pretty sure they get imprisoned like three times. Like, There's literally many... an episode. Oh, of the they start in prison, they break out for a bit, and then they end up in the same cell at the end of the episode. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> It's like it's still like rigged open from when I was here earlier. <laughs> yeah. Oh look, my sandwich is still here. Like, <laughs> I lied to get you guys out of jail. We're gonna break back in out of pride, so we can break you out, and we're the heroes. The fuck? <laughs> we're free. <laughs> oh man. From a from a story perspective, I found the I think I found the story the most lacking um, at points, or I shouldn't say lacking. I found I found it annoying and slightly. I don't want to say amateur, just not as adult as I expected it to be. Like the constant. For which one? For the basically the last three episodes. So they kept going back to like, uh, they kept going back to um, Omega being 
their older, sibling, basically the older oh. sibling, and brotherhood, and you're my brothers. I I swear to God, I heard you're my brothers so many times. And granted, yeah. I binged, I binged. Just like disclaimer, I binged the the Ryloth episodes forward. So like, I watched a lot. I get that, but like, I heard my brothers so much in those last three episodes that I was a little sick of it by the time I got to the last episode. I was really enjoying like the visuals, like, wow, they're like, this is great. This is great. Little confused until the very end about why they went back to Camino when there was like, it felt like a little bit of like a plot hole. Like why would like, it was so predictable. Like, okay, so we're going to take Hunter. We're going to take him back to Camino. Meanwhile, Camino's emptying and somehow Crosshair didn't connect the dots that all of the clones, the clones were the only ones left on the clones he, and his trooper, his he, troopers, he did, or the only ones left. Though. He yeah. killed his own trooper, so he he uh, was well, do, he was doing it as a way of getting back to the Bad Batch, trying to bring the, right. them over to the Empire. Right, but like he missed a very obvious point of like the Empire left him there by his design. Like all this is like by his design, but he like left himself very very open to. I could get like obliterated. Like they've been blowing, you know, blowing holes in cities and like melting the resistance well, where, he, they, yeah, where they find that, it. That's also Hunter's point. Like he, he's like, Hunter told him, he's like, they don't care about you. And he's like, I don't care. I, I want to be part of something bigger. He literally said, I don't care. Right. Yeah. Right. It just, it felt like, it felt like a, it felt like a miscarriage. It felt like they were trying to tie up the story, which yeah. I appreciate. I actually did appreciate that. Like we got to see the empty community. Like that was, uh, that was very big. Um, well, I think also like, like you said earlier, like the death of the prequels, like that definitely felt like that. Yeah. And yeah. it's um, also what, what tech said to hunt, uh, to Crosshair when he's like, uh, I understand what the choices that you made. I like, I, I get it. I just don't agree with it. Yeah. yeah I love that. Like, I don't know. Just stuck out. Yeah. That was a good one. He's like, well, Star Wars. he's like, Oh, I'm not. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I Star Wars TikTok was pissed that echo didn't say anything in the finale. There's like a I'm, whole. Oh, yeah. There's I'm a kind of whole that Echo hasn't yeah. really said anything during the entire series. But I was gonna like, say, oh. I'm just kind of used to it at this point. There's like a whole side of Star Wars TikTok that somehow I ended up on that they want like justice for Echo. <laughs> I'm wow. like, that's okay, fair. Come that's on, fair. Maybe <laughs> Echo just wants a fucking break when he was like tied. like fair enough. Up. But there's also still another season. Homie woke up mm -hmm. from a, being connected to a computer to find yeah. out his best <laughs> he was, friend. He was is in dead. a computer for like three years. Best friend is yeah. dead. Order sixty six had happened, and now he's on the run with these random dudes he just met. Yeah, who he's <laughs> been with for like six months. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't. I can't imagine what he has to say. My brain is a computer. <laughs> I'm a computer. Stop download. My my arm is a computer. <laughs> I have a question though. Like, do you guys do you feel like? We've we've talked about this before, where, um, like the the, as we now know, very short amount of time that happens between the Clone Wars and Luke being what, eighteen, 30. nineteen years old, um, is that what? Well, how old is he supposed to be in A New Hope? He's supposed 19. to be like 19, seventeen, right? eighteen, isn't it? Nineteen. Okay, somewhere in there. Yeah. So he's, like he's born. He's born when the Empire is founded, and. Uh, it's 19 years after A New Hope is 19 years after uh, Revenge of the Sith, so he's 19. Yeah, yeah. So we're so we've like we've established the timeline, and we've established it's a very short timeline. 
But the way that they talk about it in New Hope, it sounds like um, the Clone Wars are myths. I could explain this. I, I can... Okay, so my question, my question is like, do we feel like obviously the destruction of Kamino was a very important part of the Empire trying to wipe that out? Yes. But given how huge the universe is, like, do we think we're just gonna? Do we think that they're just gonna write write it off as like, oh, we'll just pretend like maybe people on Tatooine don't know anything, or are they going to dive into that more in the next? season I, of like the slow rewriting of history it's similar to like what the nazis did where they tried to like rewrite exactly, history that's exactly what it is it's literally yeah. so the reason why so you got first you got to think about it with the jedi in, in particular there's only about even in the prequel area with their height kind of thing there's mm -hmm. about ten thousand jedi in a right. in a galaxy of zillions like there's trillions upon trillions of beings in the galaxy mm -hmm. so even being a jedi at that time is still being highly highly rare yeah. um so the empire wiped out any any uh trace of them within obviously with the inquisitors with um vader in general vader yeah so by the time new hope rolls around jedi are just myth there's maybe there's maybe i would say maybe a hundred running around at the time which for that galaxy that big, that's huge. That's not a lot. Um, so it's part of the indoctrination of the galaxy being like, uh, this is the way that it's always been. This is like the empire rose from the ashes of the uh, Republic, which was corrupt senators and stuff like that. Honestly, it's a lot of what was happening in us politics last, like, last couple of yeah, years. Exactly. Like, it was a lot of like rewriting of how people perceive the world, but it wasn't until the, until Mon Mothma made her speech about like, no, this is, this is what's right during rebels um, that people started to rise up and obviously the galactic civil war happened. And that was a whole thing. So it, it was literally the rewriting of history. And there was, it was basically George Lucas being like, this is the dangers of when a democracy becomes a, uh, a dictator shape dictator-ish state yeah i feel like it's kind of like a parallel for like even now like tandeman square like if you go yeah, over there and you no, ask 100%. people like, like they just don't know exactly. like young people yeah. they have literally no idea what that is because yeah. it just was so wiped from everything yeah and that's yeah. exactly um, what this was and this obviously is like a story about space wizards so it's going to be mm -hmm. exaggerated to a degree but like the back tatooine is the backwater middle of nowhere in the woods right you're not gonna hear. Yeah. About, you're not gonna hear about, um, like Anakin and Ahsoka saving a planet or something like that. Ooh, you might, right, right, right. You might like what he says to Obi Wan of like, you fought in the Clone Wars. Like, what was it like? He doesn't. He knows the Clone Wars happened, but he doesn't know what what like the details of it. Yeah. Well, he and he lived it. with his uncle. Wouldn't tell him anything. Exactly, and that's another. Oh, yeah. That's another aspect of it. People were afraid to speak about what happened during that time. So why the, that stops stories from happening if people are afraid to tell the stories, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like, I like that. I like that the theme is staying consistent. I'm just curious to see how. I'm curious to see how the next twenty years of Star Wars lore kind of play yeah. out, especially well, given the new direction. I kind of wanted to, you. Probably you guys probably didn't see this yet, but um, on Twitter there was. The, they released some of the concept art for you know how uh, they took Nalase to that mountain. Mm -hmm. So the concept, oh, art, yeah. the concept ha art has that as Mount Tanis. Mount Tanis uh, in Legends is a 
is the Emperor's secret cloning facility that Thrawn finds in right. Heir to the Jedi. Which is basically, that's kind of where the mythos of the Clone Wars was made during Legends times before the Clone Wars is even talked about in prequels. Um, but now that's Mount Tannis, so that means that's they're kind of setting up that to be the start of... Canonized. Like, what's that? Canonized, like, like being brought over from out of legends yeah or even like even like palpatine's return like yeah like connecting it to the newer trilogy to be like and, oh no like they had a plan yeah exactly and or in even like uh mando when ahsoka's like where's thrawn now that it looks like we're going to be heading into like a live action version of heir to the jedi so yeah. i mean there's some stuff that they've been they're setting up with this series that takes place i thought 25 years before mando that looks like they're leading into it so i i'm i'm pretty excited they also had some of the the clone commandos that are labeled like gray stripes labeled as imperial guards so they're like setting that up as like imperial guards or x uh republic commandos oh man i'm excited they're doing a lot it's it's exciting to see it i'm antsy to see i'm antsy to see what they do next season like yeah, I'm already I'm, done with this season. I'm like, I'm ready to watch the next season. <laughs> I'm and I mean the next thing we have now is Visions on September 22nd, and then after that is Book of Boba. Mm-hmm. So I mean we we're we're in line to get some decent material. Is there an official date for Boba yet, or is it just November, December, or is it November? Oh, you're right. No, it's the beginning of December. Oh, okay. So. Because then, then Kenobi's probably February or something, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm not sure if Kenobi comes out first or Andor comes out first, and then I and then uh, Mando oh, right. will probably be spring. Yeah, that makes sense. So, because Kenobi just finished wrapping, uh, they've started production on Mando. Uh, Cassian's or Andor's been going for a while, so I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that really too. Excited. It's, it's the same guys that did Rogue One as well, so. Ooh, yeah, that's gonna be great. Um, speak. Is anything left on Bad Batch before we move on? I, um, overall, I think it was an excellent show, and I really enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it more than yeah. I thought I would. I Very really like Omega for season one, especially. Yeah, I think the show Omega. does a good job of like setting up Omega to be a hero Omega. in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, it was like the heart of the show the entire way, and I'm like, I yeah, it, it, more it, review and. and like literally like typically like the first time they introduce a kid character i'm like i don't know this was the first time that I'm, they introduced him and i'm like i instantly like this character yeah, yeah. I, like, <laughs> like, I like to make a i like to make it more than i liked kid uh anakin <laughs> that's for sure as much as i love as much as i love kid anakin it. yeah i like to make it better omega i think omega might be like the best kid Star Wars character. I feel like they probably yeah. just learn from doing Ahsoka and then also doing. Um, why am I blanking on his name? Um, from Ezra. Rebels, Ezra. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, that's. I'm sure that's helped. And it's a totally different dynamic too. It's like this person is mm-hmm. technically the oldest clone. She's she's basically as old as Boba. So, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so really she has more life experience than these people that she's traveling with right but she's also been sheltered for a good chunk of her in terms of like too. battle and stuff like that sure yeah. but life experience i think she has more experience than like hunter in terms of like people so 
I think all, yeah. I think all in all, I think it's it's a good season one. I'm excited for season two, and excited to see how that it, that uh, expands out. Yeah, I'm also glad it's back into the Clone Wars art style because I think that's it was a really good art style. Yeah, agreed. Um, Especially movie. polished stuff like this as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they. It looks like. I mean, it looked. I would say it looked better than even like season seven of Clone Wars. Yeah. And season yeah. seven was gorgeous. Um. Anyway, moving on from that, I guess the next show we have coming out is uh, Visions, which is coming out September twenty second. I'm unclear whether they're all coming out at the same time or it's going to be a weekly thing like normal. I I was under the impression that it's all coming out at the same time. Which oh, would be, which would be cool. Yeah, yeah. I would be up for that. Do we know if it's canon? It's not. It's not. Okay. No, it's basically. I, was gonna say, mm. I hope it's not. It basically, none of or like, are there some episodes that might be canon and others not, or they're just like none of it is going to be canon. There might be elements and characters that will be canon, but it's the way it was explained is it's basically these are myths that take place in the canon universe. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Because they basically wanted to give these these anime studios carte blanche to do whatever the hell they wanted. Right, be like, right. don't mm-hmm. let, don't right, let cool. the story of without having to just anything. be like, hey Lucas, can we do this? Exactly. Do be like, if you want your your Sith twin to have six arms, go for it. Like, <laughs> you you want a windmill lightsaber fan? Go for it. Yo, that was I am dope. the most <laughs> excited <laughs> about that. It's so it's that so fucking so ridiculous. Cool. Oh my god. I'm like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen, and I am very excited about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the tra- trailer here and just kind of go frame by frame, just so we can. Um, make sure did you see? So, did you see some of the English dubs who's voicing the some English people? voice actors are insane. Yeah, it's good for the specifically. There's two. There's two episodes that I'm very excited about. It's the Elder and the Twins, which is uh, Trigger, which is one of my favorite animation studios. But in the Twins, Alison Brie is the the female Sith. Yep. Uh, and uh, Neil Patrick Harris is the male t- other twin. I'm like, what a combo! <laughs> what is going it on? Really interesting. Is. Yeah. Interesting. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Then there's the I believe it's called the duel, which is the one where we were talking about with the uh, the saber fan. Yep. That's the that's the one with Lucy Liu in it too, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, then there's the one where it's like basically the whole episode is a musical. It's what? like Interstell- um, Interstellar okay. Rhapsody or something like that. That's the one where we've seen like Slave One and uh, the Pod Racing Stadium as well as well as like Boba. Um, the Elder, the one that I was talking about, was the one with the old dude with the old sith dude or whatever oh, the old sith guy with the weird eyes yeah yeah, yeah that's also yeah. trigger which is I, I don't know how much anime is... you guys watched but did you see did you see who's Nothing voicing much. a character in that one no let me pull up the list I... i'm looking i'm looking at it now that one's uh... dave or i can i'll share it yeah i have it right here dave arbor is oh it looks like yeah. he's the so okay so dave arbor is the jedi master tajin Jordan Fisher is Dan. Jordan Fisher, isn't he? Uh, no, he's not. One second. Jordan Fisher. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, shit. Thanks. Uh, 
nothing that I've noticed. And then off, and then James Hong is the elder. The twins is Neil Patrick Harris as Care. Allison Bree is Am, and Jonathan Lipow as B20N. Uh, Tatooine Rhapsody is Joseph Gordon-Levitt as the main character Jay. <laughs> Bo- Bobby Monahan the... as Geezer. Tamora Morrison yeah. as Boba. Shelby Young as uh, K344. And Mark Thompson as Lan. Mark Thompson being one of the main like audiobook guys. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. That's why I know his name. Brian T. as Ronan for the duel. Lucy Liu as the bandit leader. Jaden Walden as the villager chief. Um, the village bride is Karen Fukuhara as F. Uh, Nicole Sakara as Haru. Chris Rashawn as Azu. This means nothing to us right now, but I'm just reading out. Right. <laughs> um, Carrie. Ha- ha- sorry, I can't re- pronounce that as Balco. And I'm pretty sure the guy that plays Hanzo is a character in this as well. Like Overwatch Hanzo? Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah, he's uh, in the he's in the Asian Asian influenced um one I'm pretty yeah, the, sure, I think it's right? Like the he's a, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The ninth Jedi, let's see. Neil nothing nobody in there that I recognize off the top of my just from viewing it. Yeah. The last George one Takai is in an episode. Yeah, Henry Golding is in one. Uh, the same one as George Takai. So, yeah, I mean this. This is a pretty. That's a. Then that's just the English cast. I know nothing about the Japanese cast. Um, I think I'm most excited about the twins. Is the one apparently that is allegedly supposed to take place after episode nine. So who knows if that's actually canon or not? But. My guess is that they'll see how popular it gets and decide if they want to make yeah. it canon. What what I think what I think will happen is they'll see what episodes are do do well, um, yep. and then take elements from that episode and make them canon. Like yep. obviously they're not over the top anime, or even make it make it their own show. Yeah, I mean that's or, what they've been doing. That's what they've been doing with Clone Wars. Like they they literally looked at what episodes were popular and went, you know what, these characters do really well give them a whole series all by themselves <laughs> or let's bring them back and like you know loop them into other into other um well, episodes it, here and there it which kinda, is smart that's the way to do it it kind of to me it feels like the star wars version of what if like yes. that marvel's been doing yeah yes yeah and like even like on the marvel side of things they've said that there's a good chance that there's certain episodes in what if that become that could potentially become their own live action thing depending mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. popularity so yeah. i think this would be well a they very said that similar... even about the first episode of what if yeah yeah and i think they've written themselves a blank this. check yeah yeah they, re- they wrote themselves a blank check by saying it's a multiverse now and we know how the multiverse comics go um so like now now pretty much anything can happen well, which and, is I, great. and i and i don't think that stars will ever do a multiverse i don't think it should no god no but i think the idea that these are stories that are myth inside of the world and then mm-hmm. elements from that being like could be okay, truth yeah exactly like say with i'm just gonna say the twins just because i'm hyper fixated on that say that they we find out the twins are real people but it didn't happen like they're fighting on top of star destroyers or anything like that they're right. just tw- they're two force sensitive twins that are on the opposite side of the force right. great they can there's a lot they can do with that yep um i mean it could it could kick off the next 
series. They, they could easily kick off the next uh, trilogy in the in the canon. You know, let's get away from Starwalk or from uh, Skywalker, <clears throat> and let's start doing something something if different. There's elements from this that end up in the Taika Waititi movie. Yeah, just because just of the timeline. He he just finished Love and Thunder. And he said he's going right into Star Wars and he's like in the writing phase of Star Wars right now. And the fact that this is coming out right now means that he's going to be watching it just being in, mm-hmm. in contact. I wouldn't be surprised if he finds something in here being like, that, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and all, speaking like the, the duel already has a book coming out with it because apparently so but they're like you know what this is a cool story we're gonna write a book and we don't still we still don't know if that book is canon or not it i wouldn't surprise me if they'd be like this book is canon yeah but, we have decided now <laughs> yeah exactly he's <laughs> walking around with a stamp canon canon mm-hmm. canon not canon I'm, I'm very excited about this after careful consideration <laughs> this is canon. of the money we could make this is canon. This has been <laughs> it's pink it's not the first time that they've done like myth inside of the canon, but it was mostly just books before. There was two like myth books, like one was like the Legends of Luke Skywalker. It came out before Last Jedi. It was basically going through all the myths that happened because of Luke. Him, yep. pull, him pulling out like star to stars out of the skies of Jakku and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which yeah. All, like obviously doesn't happen, but in somebody somewhere is telling you the story of him doing that. Uh, there's also like ones of like Vader destroy like this black demon destroying all of these cities and stuff like that, which is obviously Vader. Um, so I mean, it's the first time we're seeing it in like picture form, and I think they're just testing out how it how well it does. So I know Sean watches anime a bit. I know Zach doesn't. Uh, Andres no. and Diego do you dabble. Um, I don't have the habit of it, but I don't like dislike it i just don't think i ever yeah. like, properly got into it i just never got i just got don't watch there. a lot of shows uh really That's these fair. days um i've seen a couple like i, I watched one punch man i really like that but not as familiar but it's funny because i do really like uh that animation style i like how like uh i don't know I like how much motion you always get with it like it's a really cool style i really enjoy it watching stuff like that which is why i really lo- dug the animatrix and uh partially why i'm also really excited for visions it's also has a, has a feeling of like um sex death and robots like yeah. the way that netflix mm-hmm. put that one out this very much feels like a star wars version of sex death and robots yeah um kind of with a theme around myths around the canon of star wars which is cool or it's the and it's even like outside of that is just how different creators see the world Mm-hmm. which i think is just a really cool way and it's a pretty um coming full circle kind of thing for star wars because i mean we've talked about it when we did our the seven seven samurai episode like a couple months ago that i mean george lucas was highly in, uh inspired by like japanese storytelling so now that right. it's going back to these japanese creators make to make the show is i don't know i think it's kind of cool yeah I also think like is almost just such a good way to get different Star Wars perspectives and stuff as yeah. opposed to like just full Star Wars stuff that we're used to. The same sort of things like just to watch something pretty different. 
It's nice and exciting. Yeah. I would I would really enjoy a darker story from the Star Wars universe. Like Well, we're gonna get have, that. Yeah. The we, Acolyte is that's what the Acolyte is supposed to be. Oh uh, that that is see I have not I have not done my research on the Acolyte yet. Is that live action or is yeah, that that's live, that's live that's action? Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah, it's the, the Acolyte is gonna be the way it was uh Leslie Headland, who's the showrunner on it, described right. it as basically it's gonna be diving into the dark side um, things leading into Phantom Menace because she was inspired by what the Phantom Menace was trying to, to say that mm -hmm. there's like these darker darker things going on behind the scenes mm -hmm. that there's literally a Phantom Menace so it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if it's going to be like going to like Plagueis and all that yeah see I want, I want something that's going to scare me a little bit like I yeah. want something that's like I want something that's like a nice mix of thriller, a nice mix of like jump scares, a nice mix of just like psychological, oh my god, fuck me up kind of, you know, show slash movie. But I want it flavored with Star Wars. Like yeah. that's kind of that's kind of what I'm looking for because I, there are so many creepy. Republic a bit. Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. But, but I mean, that's again, there's something special about being on screen as opposed to books. Yes. As much as I enjoy the High Republic, I like legitimately, I think it's one of the better like story initiatives that Star Wars has ever done. Mm -hmm. um but there's something special about putting something on screen yeah so we'll see I, i'm excited about all the future shows coming out obviously i'm gonna watch it regardless but i think the consistently since disney plus has been a thing mm -hmm. everything that's come out has been banger yeah yeah with some episodes, obviously, of certain shows being like, eh, it's okay, but, like, in the long run, everything's been like, this is excellent. Yeah. Like, I mean, Mando. Season 1 was excellent. Season 2 was even better. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like I like the direction that Dave Filoni is driving things. It's... Yeah, and he's not... He was hard... He was basically just the creator of Bad Batch. Yeah. It, it was, like... The a whole different team is actually the same team that did Resistance, mm -hmm. so it's not like he's he's great at just he he breathes he breathes <laughs> he breathes his love for Star Wars into everything. He get he basically gets, and it's very like the seal. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, and that, that's a good way of putting. It. He gives the seal of approval that makes people want to do it the way that he not the way that he sees it, but like with the same passion that he has for it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. He's like he so obviously cares that I feel like knowing he's involved, other people go, "Oh, I'm I'm gonna give a shit too." Yeah, and I think that's all we that's the best we can ask for is just people willing to care about it. Not not that they need to listen to everything Dave Filoni says. Heck, they don't even need to listen to everything George says because some of his ideas are just absolute bonkers. Yes, <laughs> like, we love him, but like he's the crazy old grandpa who you know only needs to show up for the for the yearly board meeting, not every month. Yeah. And you get, I think the, I, we talked about this, like, I think two episodes ago, the fact that um, Tony Gilroy, who wrote Rogue One, did not watch any Star Wars before that. Did not mm -hmm. care. He literally mm -hmm. didn't. He just enjoyed making movies. And I'm like, that legitimately might be one of my favorite Star Wars movies that Disney's ever made. Yep. So... I don't think it's really even close from this Disney ones at least. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, no. and he's like he's involved with Rogue One or the uh, Andor story. 
Uh, Leslie Headland for Acolyte has said that her head writer up until joining the team had never watched Star Wars before in her life. And I'm like, Dope. which is good, which is great. Yeah, it, it, there's there's a freshness to it. And we need that. Like if the world is getting bigger and we need we need diversity in the stories that are told. Otherwise, it just becomes very all the same color and monochromatic in mm-hmm. well, what we can expect. Your, when you can ex- yeah, you, when you expect board. the same story every time or the same flavors and the same like it, you get it gets old. And Disney knows that. So I'm glad they're being smart about it. And I mean, they Disney on the like the broad side of things, they, they can look at something like Loki. Loki mm-hmm. is something completely different, or even WandaVision, something completely different, and be like, all right, this is if if we encourage creators to do have, show their vision, people will watch it regardless of if it fits in or not. We can make yeah. it fit, we can figure out how to make it fit. Um, I, and I think that's why they hired Taika Waititi for Star Wars, because obviously, like. Ragnarok is doing well. They gave him another Thor movie, so now and even he's also done an episode of Mando, which was one of my favorite episodes ever. Like the whole uh, speeder chase, or not speeder chase, but IG Eleven and Grogu coming into the town is one of my favorite sequences ever in Star Wars. Yeah. It's legitimately just one of my favorite things. I watch that every occasionally. I'll just like pull it up and be like, "This, this is cool." The music, the how it shot the little giggle from Grogu as he's IG 11's <laughs> blasting people through it. I'm like, that's what you want. But yeah, any, any final thoughts on what vision you are excited about with visions and stuff like that? Side note, um, side note. What was the release date? This, I know it's like coming up, but September 22nd, 22nd. Okay. Apparently we're getting a Lego star Wars thing next week for games. Oh, just I don't say, believe it. I don't believe it. <laughs> but allegedly, because like Gamescom has been posting a bunch of promo art for being like, all right, come visit, join us on the I think it's the twenty third or whatever of August, and then they behind like behind the Gamescom logo is like Darth Vader or uh, Obi Wan fighting Darth Maul in Lego form. Like, don't do this to me, Gamescom. <laughs> anyway, yeah, back to what we're excited about with. Like, it's just gonna be them releasing like an exclusive Lego set. Yeah, it's gonna be the complete saga remastered or something. It's not even gonna be the Skywalker. Saga. Why would it's that like... exist? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. Um. Anything else about visions? No, no, no. I'm just. I'm excited for it to come out. I'm ready. The concept is very fresh, uh, for something Star Wars, which is what you need right now. Well, if I can give some shows to watch for like from like trigger in particular who's like obviously doing two episodes of this i would watch gernlogan or kill a kill um even little witch academia really great yep it gives you some like what their style and animation and their storytelling is yep um gernlogan is probably one of the easier ones to swallow Kill a kill, kill is good. Is that not kill kill so good. Great, but it's a little bit much. It's a, yeah, it's a little heavy. It's a little heavy, but it's good. If you can suffer through it, I would uh, recommend. You might end up enjoying it to start with. But yeah, yeah little witch academia is like it's cozier, so yeah. it's something that's easy to watch. Um, it might be too easy to watch for some people. I kind of enjoyed it. I enjoyed um, it because, because I enjoyed Trigger, not because I right, enjoyed the show. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those are good. Those are good recommendations. But uh, I think I think it looks like these episodes 
uh, specifically the twins, looks like it's going to be leaning more on the kill a kill side of things, whereas the mm-hmm. the elder looks like it's leaning more on the uh, even the Gurren Logan, but more. So, there's another show I forget in the name. In terms of what style, style, um, yeah, style and feel. Like the twins looks straight out of Gurren Logan. Or, sorry, even the end of it looks like Gurren Logan, but straight up Kill a Kill. Just in yeah. how they're wearing their outfits and how they're fighting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, highly recommend those two. If you get a chance to watch Gurren Logan before the uh, Visions, I think it would be to your benefit. Okay. Um, yeah, I think those... I'm excited, so I think next week, next episode we should uh, we should talk about the predictions we had for Bad Batch. That's just because I'm I'm honestly kind of curious. Yeah, um, same. And hopefully by then we have a, a <laughs> Lego Star Wars announcement. Gamescom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All right. With that, uh, thanks again for joining for episode 14 of She's Throne Room podcast, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.